Whether you're a guy in a cape or a rogue who's sneaky, join Chris and Jason tonight as we entertain the geeky. <laughs> I always forget what that is, so I don't want to just chime in it's and step on your moment. It's been the same thing for two I mean, years. I mean, I know, but I don't. this isn't my show. Fair enough. <laughs> it's your show. Guys, what's going on? But you're a part of the company. <laughs> it's true, but I do my own thing. That's fair. That's <laughs> like, as far as uh, creative liberty goes, like, Jason, go do your thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I just kind of do it. It's yeah, yeah. It's fun though. It's we fun. put up the we put up the episode today about talking about who I should play the X Men in the MCU. Dude, I was fucking stoked to see that. So I see the Nerd News logo pop oh, up yeah. on my feed, and I'm like, yes, it's back. I I, I I talked to them. It was just archived. It was not gone. Thank it's back. God. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, we've been total derelicts here with the shows and everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've we've dropped the ball. We're gonna get it rolling again. And basically, yeah, I thought that show was gone forever. So did I. I was yeah. scared shitless. Well, you know what sucks is I uh, I recently had a computer go down and I literally lost our entire archive of episodes. Ugh. So it was everything. And then we thought we lost them online as well. Yeah. So I was like having a panic attack. Yeah. And like I was in tears and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, we just lost fucking two and a half years of Entertain the Geeky comment. Yeah. So I'm I'm reaching out to the fucking host site. And I'm like, is there anything we can do? I'm so scared. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And I was like, what? It was easy. It just You just yeah. had to communicate with them. Took them half a second. Yeah. They're like, it's cool. I You're communicated good. with them yesterday. It was back up today. Isn't and that unreal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we did do the uh, the MCU casting call with Jams, and that was fun. Yeah? Because I really do think Tom Hardy should play Wolverine. How interesting by would that. that be? I'm sticking by that. First of all, he's short. What do you think about Ratcliffe? No. No? No, Harry Potter's not Wolverine. What about, because I've also seen Zac Efron. No. No. Zac Efron should play Cyclops, actually. He's not tall enough. I wouldn't put him as Cyclops. He's taller than Tom Hardy. He's five foot nine. Tom Hardy's five foot nine. No, Tom Hardy's like five foot six. Tom Hardy's a short man. Oh, I thought he was like five eight or five nine. No, he's actually a, he's shorter than me. Really? And okay. I'm not tall. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not. So I'm five ten. I'm not a tall guy. Well, so the way he's shot in his film, especially like um, Dark Knight Rises, yeah. where he was Bane. Yeah, they shoot that. He sh- they shoot him at forced perspective, so yeah. he looks more imposing. But yeah, he's actually a very short man. Fair which enough. which not only works for Wolverine. But he definitely has shown us many, many times over that he's the acting chops to play someone who has a calm rage, which yeah. is exactly who Wolverine is. Fair Wolverine enough. is a very calm individual, but he has a rage inside of him that just is unlike anything you've ever seen. I, w- I would love, <laughs> see, I would love to see Zac Efron as it too. The guy's built like a brick shit house. He looks sure. like Wolverine without a shirt on. See, you, I think I, th- I give think... him give him the fucking chops and it's on. See, I think Hardy has that more because Hardy's not a guy who is. By, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, a bodybuilder, right? The, he doesn't have the body of a bodybuilder, but he does have the body of a guy who would kick the shit out of you. But he doesn't look like he has the body of a guy who could kick the shit out of you, which has look always at, been Wolverine's thing to me is like he doesn't look imposing, but he's super fucking imposing. He's not big, but he so he's jacked. He's built like yeah. a brick shit house. He's like five foot two. OK, he's been written as five two to five six traditionally somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And like. 220 pounds with adamantium, like almost 700. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he carries around that frame. (laughs) I've never understood that at all. You would be fucking jacked. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, carrying around that much. For sure. That expects, you know, every time you move your arm, it's like you're curling 100 pounds. Yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, so in that, we can geek out for a second here. So this is one of the things that I find frustrating or uh, fascinating about that and that I think makes him a cool character. So if you had this healing factor that he has, your muscle regeneration would be through the roof. So yeah. like, whereas I would work out and, it, okay, I need to let that recover. He doesn't. No, it so recovers boom, immediately. Recover. So he would be so fucking strong. Yeah, that's why he smokes cigars, right? He never has to worry about cancer. Yeah. <laughs> it happened in that one story riddled with cancer and it was when they killed him off death of wolverine. oh that yeah was so bad no 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 not death of wolverine you're talking about the end he was very sick and old he had well they said he had cancer and shit in it from all of his years in, of exposure to radiation and this that and the other the adamantium was poisoning him well there was that as well yeah that was what he, that the was dude what had like eight him. things wrong with him at I that remember point that. i think it was just adamantium poisoning they said he had issues with radiation and all kinds of shit okay i, I could pull a book no out. i mean oh, I, okay. it's, I haven't read it in a long time yeah i, I mean, read it when it came out well so did i and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, I was, was, it was not a good way to take out a character like that. Dis- not that character. No, yeah. Yeah, I would have been fine with that story for some other characters. But yeah, for Wolverine, it seemed it was only four issues, first of all. Which, Weak. Yeah, I mean, at least let's give Wolverine at least six. It was Marvel saying <laughs> for his final Fox story. This is all that was, though. It was yeah, like, yeah. They, they canceled Fox. Fantastic Four. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that was around the time they were really it was trying a dirty to time. distance themselves. They were trying to put the they were trying to make the Inhumans the new X Men, and it just no, didn't I work. That. No, it didn't. It shouldn't have though. The Inhumans. I like the Inhumans. I'm they're not, not X Men though. But they're not the X Men. Yeah. Well, the X Men. So the X Men deal with racism and all this stuff. Yeah. The Inhumans don't. It's they just, they it, do a little bit, but it's more of a it's more of a xenophobic thing than a racist thing, right? Because they are technically otherworldly beings yeah right like their dna comes from the kree so yeah i mean it's it's more of a i don't like you because you're an alien not i don't like you because you're a messed up human yeah exactly (laughs) but everybody has that i mean i don't i never understood why a guy like reed richards is a superhero and a guy like cyclops is a pariah right i don't really understand the difference so I don't think they intended, like, as they're writing these characters, I seriously don't think they were like, we just need to have all kinds of cross-contamination. Right. They were like, in this little part of the world, well, everybody's a racist, and yeah. you don't like mutants, and that's mm-hmm. just how this works. Yeah, you put the name mutant on it, and yeah. suddenly it's a racist, racial issue. Yeah, so they're just, they're, <laughs> look at those dirty mutants over there. Speaking of which, they've actually uh, really kind of uh, experienced a pretty big upheaval within the X-Men world because of Nate Gray. Okay. Who is a clone of Cable. Mm-hmm. But he also has like I don't really, I don't remember where this happened, but for some reason he seems to now have powers that are above and beyond what he used to have and he thinks he's mutant Jesus. And so we had kind of a apocalypse story from a different perspective. Yeah, Mr. Sinister almost. Yeah. It, it was it was it really felt like apocalypse because he had four horsemen, oh, but God. they were to cleanse the world, not rule the world okay um and they did an arc called disassembled it was a weekly story in in the new uncanny x-men book so it was issues one through ten and it just recently finished up and i'm not really sure where they go from here he kind of magicked a bunch of people out of existence so it's like a mutant genocide kind of thing yeah it kind of reminds me of when scarlet witch decided mutants weren't going to be a thing anymore and she just snapped her fingers and everyone was gone thanos and there was no more mutants yeah um yeah, it just it, it, I think he even said no more X-Men. Like, I think he even uttered oh, those words God. in the finale of the book. Now, I'm not saying that that made the book bad. The book was actually interesting. I, I enjoyed the arc as we've, you know, worked through the first 10 yeah. issues. I just really don't understand what they're setting this up for. Like, I don't under, first of all, I don't understand why he thinks he's mutant Jesus now. That wasn't really made clear. He just kind of showed up and he was like, I'm going to rule now and I'm going to make the world a better place for everyone. So I, I, I don't really understand. <laughs> 
But hopefully some of these stories, these one shots that are coming out in the aftermath of this are going to help explain it a little more. So, so about 20 years ago, the way Cable was explained to me was, okay, Scott and Jean's baby. Yeah. He's too strong. It was killing him. So they infected him with some virus to keep him alive. Yeah. Uh, and then they send him into the future. Then they send him into the future. Yeah. Okay, so we have this guy that's crazy strong, way too strong for his own good. You basically have to start killing him so that he's not too strong to kill, yeah. kill himself. Um, okay, so I could see where a basically untapped cable. Well, Nate Gray is also from the Age of Apocalypse, remember? Yeah, he is, yeah, he is technically still a clone of Nathan, but he's a clone of a Nathan from a different universe. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And that was actually something that happened during the story. He got taken to the Age of Apocalypse by, I don't remember which character did it, but essentially they took him to the Age of Apocalypse to try to show him a better way, I guess. Neat. And it didn't work. <laughs> he was still a prick. But it was kind of cool to see the Age of Apocalypse again, for, oh, yeah. even for a couple issues there. Absolutely. Yeah. But he even looks like Jesus. Like, he's he's got a big beard now. He's got long hair. White robes. Yeah, he really does. He looks like the mutant messiah. Like, that's what he looks like. He's got an X logo on the thing. Right? That like, is fucking hysterical. He, he, he's like X-Men Jesus. They took his cross and just slightly yeah. tilted it, and they were like, he's, there we go. He's X-Men Jesus now. I wonder I wonder what artist was like, this is how I'm going to draw it. Well, right? I mean, who? who uh, th that was my thing, right? Because this has obviously been a collaboration because almost every issue of that book has different writers yeah and you know not not different just it has multiple writers working on it so this was obviously like a we're a all sitting at the table kind of thing we yeah. decide where we're gonna go with this story um i really just am curious who thought nate gray should be the star that like, is bizarre because he's it? such a weird obscure i mean yes we know who nate gray is but it's not because we know who nate gray is it's because we know who cable is it, it might be one of those things where they're trying to bring a character into the light that well they just killed cable well, that's why. A that's little while ago. It, yeah. So, yeah, we have to – I guess we have to have a cable, but Nate Gray's not cable. No. Right? I mean, he doesn't even have the techno-organic virus, so he has no metal parts on him at all. I, I just don't understand who thought this weird B character – I mean, he's not even a B character. He's a C character. I just wonder who thought this C character should be the star now. It's just, it just seems like a weird decision to me. And I hope it pays off for them. I hope it works, and, and it's a great story, and we can look back on it fondly. I mean, this this could be basically where a character emerges and isn't – obscure anymore because that's happened a couple of times you'll well, have sure a, you'll cable have a, was very yeah. obscure yeah, when they exactly. first created him his only book was x-force well fuck deadpool was obscure that's true yeah he didn't even star in his own book nobody I mean, gave was, a shit about he was him a new mutants character yeah nobody gave a shit about him and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god did you know there's this asshole it's so, true but i guess for me like i understand what you're saying and trying to to take a character who does most people don't know and put them in the limelight again um i just feel like it's a weird choice to pick nate gray well it's it doesn't work when you force it yeah, it seems like they're forcing it a little well, bit. Well, they probably are because they're like, hey, we need to – it probably has something to do with movies. I don't know. They, I, dude, I, they I, did I, this I, shit where they tried to make everything the same for a good while. You're right. They did. And but, it was disgusting. But the point is they realized that was a bad decision and that the movies and the comics should not mirror each other. Yeah, but there's a fucking mouse in control of it that's like, oh, guys, listen. Oh, what we're going to do here. First of all, Disney owning Marvel – does not have anything to do with the creative process. They still have their own team of creators, their own team of writers and artists that make these decisions. Marvel Comics still has a CFO, right? It's not Bob Iger. Bob Iger's not the CFO of Marvel Comics. Did Kevin Feige is in charge of Marvel Studios. This is not a thing that, you know, they have autonomy so did, to do their own thing. Did the thing. mouse tell you to say that? Yes, the mouse <laughs> told me to say that. <laughs> but... On the, on the other side of the fence, right, in DC Comics, I'm actually really enjoying uh, The Batman Who Laughs. 
They've, that's that's what you were telling me. So yeah, so it's a six issue miniseries. Supposedly, DC is dubbing 2019 the year of the supervillain. So we are going to see some more. We're going to see some arcs that are specific to the villains, right? So Justice League has obviously been setting up Lex Luthor's new Legion of Doom. Hell yeah. Um, it's great, by the way. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. Scott Snyder is one of my favorite writers. Uh, and that's not just an opinion. He's fantastic. He really knows what he's doing with the characters. And seeing him get to write the entire roster of Justice League mm-hmm. has been fantastic, especially redefining who these villains are as a group. Um, because you have Joker in there. You have Cheetah. You have Ma- Black Manta. Um, you have Sinestro, you have Lex Luthor. I mean, it's a good group. It's, it's the, a killer it's, group. It's yeah. the original group, right? Yeah. Like, it's the old group of the Legion of Doom. Um, so we have arcs for Lex Luthor that are building to something big. We have even arcs for some of the smaller characters like Cheetah and uh, Black Manta that are building to something in the Wonder Woman and Aquaman books, respectively. But the Batman Who Laughs is supposed to, after this miniseries is done, take center stage as a villainous presence in the DC universe, not just as an antagonist to the Batman, as an antagonist to all of them, because he is the Batman. If you're unfamiliar, the Batman Who Laughs is a version of Bruce Wayne from another universe who murdered the Joker in a night of rage, and the Joker's last laugh was that when his heart stopped, a toxin was released that obviously Batman inhaled that slowly twisted his mind into the Joker's. And so now he's a amalgam of Bruce's will and intelligence and the Joker's chaos and he's a force to be reckoned with Batman even said it Bruce said this these words that this is a version of me who embodies the quintessential words Batman always wins because he will he will always win and the book has started out just showing us why he is supposed to be such a big presence in this new DC so it's universe. Intense. It's only two issues in. Um, lots of people are dead. That's uh, fucking badass. <laughs> and he's brought in a sidekick that is basically Batman mixed with the Punisher. Now, is this all? Is this all side universe or is it no, all no. main universe? This is main universe now. God damn. So they kept the Batman who laughs around in the aftermath of Dark Knight's Metal yep. because he was obviously the most popular character. Yeah, everybody liked um, him. And they have big plans for him because, like I said, he's not just a villain of the Batman. He's a character who can be a villain to the entire DC universe. He's, well, he's the new Lex Luthor. He'd fuck everything up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in, in his own universe, he murdered the Justice League. Just a beast like a boss. He murdered them. And they were – it wasn't even like a fight. Like they lost very, very Handedly, quickly yeah. because he's Batman. <laughs> In every I have universe. a plan for that. Right. Doesn't matter what universe you go to. Batman's got a plan to take down the Flash and Superman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman. All of them. He, he knows ha- their he weaknesses. Yeah. Because, yeah, mind. he worries that one day they might turn against humanity and he might have to take them down. The, well, that was... Okay, so have you have you played Injustice 2? Yeah? No. No? I don't, I don't like fighting games. Okay. I'm not a fighting game person. The, the story, Smash Brothers. The storyline in it is yeah. very much Batman versus the rest of the Justice League. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, And it's... Very simple. It's that whole Batman has to have that contingency plan, and yeah. it's Batman versus the world, and it's really interesting because of that. Oh um, uh, yeah, I have no doubt. Realistically, though, I hate I hate the fucking idea of Batman being able to take down the whole Justice League. I guess I can understand where you're coming from, but from a from the perspective of Bruce as a character, he's smarter than them. He is. He just is. He is. And because he's their friend, he absolutely understands what buttons to press to sure. take them down. Sure. The the stuff that you can't overcome though, fucking Superman is basically the embodiment of God. You're right. And the Doomsday Protocol is in place so that if Bruce ever has to take down Superman, he's ready. 
Hopefully, but if Superman the Doomsday, been dead, do you know what the Doomsday Protocol is? What's the Doomsday Protocol? What you got? Is Bruce turning into Doomsday? Oh, is that really it? He has a cellular, a little jar of doom cells that literally can turn him into Doomsday. It's actually how the Devastator was born during Dark Knight's Metal. Interesting. Okay, so I can kill Superman. And Doomsday is absolutely the character who can kill Superman. I'll kill Superman and everything else. <laughs> Did he think of that? No. Yeah, he, yeah, he has. Absolutely. How is he going to kill himself when it's over? He didn't. His world was destroyed and the Devastator was brought into the conflict by the Batman who laughs. See. Yeah. So That's a shitty plan. Way it's a plan. Brucey. It's a plan. No, I, it, truth be told, if Superman wanted to totally fuck him up, it would just happen. Superman wouldn't just totally fuck him up. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Superman, but Clark doesn't have the backbone to do that. Exactly. That's the reality, exactly. right? Is when he comes to his friends, he would always pull his punches. Absolutely. Even if he was fighting someone who was strength-wise equally matched, like Martian Manhunter, mm-hmm. he would always pull his punches because this is his friend. He doesn't want to hurt him. And he doesn't want to hurt him. Yeah. Batman does not have that conscience. He will not pull his punches. He will do everything he can to stop you, regardless of how much he loves you or cares about you or has... Feelings. bonded with you yeah. in the past it doesn't matter he, that Batman's shit all goes out the window Batman's when you turn on humanity yeah he's a sociopath he is he has zero fucking conscience he also has zero chill yeah there's no chill, chill in the batman so one of the things that i that i saw recently that fucking totally tickled me yeah what do you got dc primal age See, I don't know what this is. You, you mentioned this, and I'm a little out of the game when it comes to new things that are coming down the pipeline. So they're, it's a new series of action figures, and they're basically He-Man action figures of oh. DC characters. Wait, huh? Yeah, so uh, Fun- <laughs> Funko is the one that put them out. Okay. Because Funko makes those old He-Man-esque figures, like my Zorn up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just those overly buff, completely disproportioned characters that are hilarious looking. So they're, they're doing this with the DC characters, and it's called Primal Age, and it's like medieval Batman and Joker, and all the, it. Oh my god, they're hysterical! But fucking Batman has a tiger to ride around on, and Joker has this like smiling lizard thing that he rides around on. It is so amazing. We're taking a lesson from '90s action figures and just going completely out of the over the top. With I'd everything. say '80s action figures. It's so. It, uh, it's. Those... I remember some super buff Luke Skywalker. My Luke Skywalker action figure that I bought in the '90s when I was a child was like way more buff than Mark Hamill. <laughs> like course, ridiculous buff. No, 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 of course, of course, there's that. But if you look at the old He-Man figures, oh no, I was a He-Man fan. Yeah. They were from the '80s. I mean, th- those were fucked up looking. Like it, it's yeah. like this thing has a series of tumors uh, through its body. Muscle be... tumors. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That's creepy. They, they all look like the Hulk. Every single one of them. So they they made this line of figures. It even has like its own Castle Grayskull, but it's, you know, the Batcave. And okay. they're right. fucking fantastic and hysterical. They've even put out 10 lunchboxes. These are totally geared at people like you and me, not at kids. See, but the, 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 these are not the kind of action figures that I would buy. I absolutely would. And and this was all that I had in the 90s was ridiculous, over-the-top, right. muscular, buff guys. The obscene but, action figures. No, I agree. But that's, you know, a part of me that I find silly and I don't want to go back to. Like when they released the Batman animated series line of action figures that literally looked just like they did in the old animated series, I bought every one. Yeah. I own literally every one of yes, those stupid do. things. Yes, and the do. Batmobile. That's to scale. And it's, the Batwing. The that's Batmobile to scale. The Batmobile is sick from the that Batmobile side. is sick. It lights up. Yeah. 
But that's because they look like the cartoon. And that was nostalgic for me. Yeah. What I am not nostalgic for is steroid freak figures. <laughs> so it's, it's its own series. They're supposed to be steroid freak figures because it is, it's really just a call to that. He, it, it's sure, He-Man. Yeah, I mean, it's it He-Man. With did you DC love He-Man? Here's a Batman He-Man. Here's Superman that, that's He-Man. That's all it is. And it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so funny. You so, and I have different definitions of amazing. <laughs> so you know what's funny is I love I love the crazy posable action figures that have eighty points of articulation and all that, and they look incredible. It basically looks like a human in a box. Yeah, like those are fantastic. I love them. Uh, I also love a bunch of the over the top stuff. Like you remember getting Ninja Turtles when you were a kid? Bless you. Oh, excuse me. You remember yes. getting Ninja Turtles and you were fucking stoked? They are so preposterous. Those toys. Yeah, they don't. Ha- they have like four points of articulation. The arms move a little bit, and the legs move a little bit. And the head. Oh yeah, the head did too, didn't it? But they didn't. You could also take the head right off. They, they didn't like, do right shit. Off. Like it was such a shitty toy. I loved my Ninja Turtles action. Everybody figures. loved their Ninja Turtles action figures. I had the figures. van and the, that they, shot little mini pizzas. They were so <laughs> bizarre looking and out of proportion and all that stuff. Like again, well, also the ones they made for the movie were nightmare fuel. Oh my god! Right, like because. They Terrifying. took. They, they made the initial line was made after in reference to the cartoon, where yeah. they like looked like the cartoon characters. Yes, they had no articulation, but at least they looked like the cartoon characters. When they tried to translate that to the movie characters, and all the parts were made of rubber except the shell. Yeah, like it was creep. They were nightmare fuel. No, Not they, to mention the fact that you could pull their heads up just a little bit to where they wouldn't pop off, and it made their necks look ridiculously long. Hell yeah, which was also really creepy. Yes. <laughs> what would have made them perfect is if you could have stuck the head into the shell. Well, if you took the head off, it looked like the head was in the shell, yeah. which is what I would do. You could take all the parts off and just have the little shell <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> He's hiding. He's inside the shell. He's a turtle. That's what they do. <laughs> Even though the shell could not fit these huge muscles in it. It's true. Yeah. They, they were a little ridiculously proportioned. But, but they were nightmare fuel. They, they, no, but the Ninja Turtles were ridiculous. If they did, if DC was like, hey, guess what? Here's the Batman Ninja Turtle. I'd be like, that's fucking awesome. I couldn't do that. I would be so stoked. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, th- I seem to remember, like, uh, Space Batman with, like, a bat space suit on. Damn. And I found that ridiculous, like, how too. How many times have they done? Because that's been about 18 times. Yeah, I, was, I found that ridiculous, too. Like, I don't, uh, Batman doesn't go in space. That's Superman's thing. That's Green Lantern's thing. You know, I remember getting. Batman doesn't go in space. <laughs> I remember getting my Batman Beyond figure when that show, when that series yeah. first came out. And it was a badass figure. No articulation. No, yeah. I mean, the, the animated series ones, they're, like, I think their knees bend. And maybe their elbows bend there. I don't think they, I don't even think the elbows bend on some of them. I don't the I thought the hips like right up at the hip joint bent. I could be wrong. Maybe I don't remember. I didn't open any of them, right? Like because oh, okay, I don't yeah. open my toys. I leave them in the package. Yeah, no, I'm disgusting like that too. Except for the Batmobile and the Batwing, because you know those need to be experienced. He's like, I fucking play with those. To answer your question, I don't play with them, but I will turn the lights on every now and again and look at it cool, sitting there on the shelf with its lights on. So. Eventually, I want to hang that bat wing from my ceiling. You, you need to in the living room. <laughs> no, in the basement like, where honey, my stuff goes. This is a, this is our new chandelier. No, no, I don't think she'd go for that. <laughs> I'm so blessed. So, Tara one day was like, "Hey," when we were setting up the living room, she's like, "Do you want to just put all your nerd stuff up in here?" And I was like, "Is this real life right now?" And she's like, "Yeah, just go ahead and start putting it up." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I mean, yeah, this this living room does look like your office used to at your other apartment. It it does. Pretty much the same setup. Well, it's all the same shit. That's, yeah. I mean. So there was only one thing to do with it, and it was throw it all out there. So uh, Kevin Smith 
mm-hmm. is getting to do the Howard the Duck series and all that. Yeah, I heard about that. I don't understand. What are your thoughts, comments, concerns? You're talking about the cartoons, the yeah. Hulu thing that they yeah. announced. I don't know, man. In all reality, like, I, I, I guess I'm just burnt out on this idea that these things are different than the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Fair enough. I'm burnt out on that idea. I want it all to be one again, right? At the beginning, it was. We had TV shows. We had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and we had Agent Carter, right? But they still tried their hardest to be tied into... The movie world. Oh, I mean, absolutely. there was a whole episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that took place in the aftermath of Thor The Dark World. I, where, yeah. like, superheroes come in and they destroy everything. Who cleans it up? Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. Came out a week a week after the movie. Yeah, it came out too. the week after yeah. the movie. Not that to mention awesome. the fact that they did a whole arc in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that sets up why that helicarrier pops up out of nowhere in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Everyone was like, where the hell did Nick Fury get a helicarrier? Okay, well, if you're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you would know. You would know because no, they they've been the working on it. Well, that was one of the cool things. So, when uh, the first season of Daredevil, they definitely tipped their hat to it a lot. But they in the Netflix series have always just alluded to the events. They've yeah. never tried to connect their series to those events. Well, I can't blame them because you don't. They there've already been series doing it. You don't want to say, "All right, well, this is happening because of this." Like these guys are handling crime at a different level. Something totally I get different, that, right? But when we when we get all the Avengers together in Endgame, yeah, right, because this is it. If we don't win here, we're done. Right? This is universe shattering stuff. Okay? Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. They should be there. Jessica. These are characters that would stand up and fight for the planet. I agree. Without hesitation. Doesn't matter what the gang's got going on, right? I'm a hero and the planet is threatened. Guess what? I'm going to stand toe to toe with that other hero. I'm here to fuck shit. And defend the planet. Yeah. Right? Daredevil fighting alongside Captain America. Beautiful. Alongside Spider Man. I would kill to see that. This is what I'm talking about. I, I, I. I guess I'm excited about the idea of Marvel cartoons, but you I'm, want, you want I'm disappointed that we're, we're, we're branching off into so many different things where, look, oversaturation is the word, right? Yeah. But the movies, if, if, any, if there was any kind of hint that people were getting tired of it, well, the movies wouldn't be doing as good as they still are. They're still doing well. The movies are making more money now than they ever have, right? So people aren't they tired of it. They cost more now, too. Right, but I think Marvel has this idea that because people aren't tired of it, we could just put it on everything. We're going to put Marvel, we're going to do Marvel cartoons. We're going to do Marvel TV shows. We're oh, going to do absolutely. Marvel movies. And, but they've, they've been doing that. So like, I agree. Those are things I love, but let's make them all feel like they're part of the same thing now. Well, so, okay. With cartoons, like, um, when the Avengers movie came out, there was Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That was a different series, totally different Avengers thing going on. Sure. It was such a good show. It was yeah. written by Chris Yost, who also was a consultant on, uh, the original Avengers movie. Um, he also wrote X-Force. Yes, he did. And when he Cyclops did, turned it into a Black Ops group. He did uh, Scarlet Spider as well, which is one of my favorites. So, yeah. like, they, he was doing good shit, and they were no, no two, doubt. Different, two different things. But I was cool with it. I didn't need them to be one Cartoons are one thing, like right? That. Cartoons can be what they want to be. And in that regard, I guess I'm excited. I, but Howard the Duck? I, no, I don't give a shit about Howard the Duck. Modoc, I'm stoked about, though. Even Modoc. I love just, Modoc. I like Modoc, but it's such a ridiculous premise. Fair like enough. this is a cartoon. This is this is something you're you're doing as Marvel to try to show people the diversity of your characters. Well, Modok is not part of that. You shouldn't be bringing Modok in. No. Not to mention the fact that if you're gonna bring Modok in, it should be a part of an Avenger story. They should have. Oh, I I completely agree. Modok's not a character that carries his own story. No, no, it should have absolutely <laughs> been an Avenger story. Now, the character that I wish they would have uh, put into this that they didn't, they should have just done Squirrel Girl. 
Everybody hates Squirrel Girl or loves her. No, everybody loves Squirrel Girl. That's what I hate about her. So Because everybody loves her. You love her, you hate her. But I hate her. Squirrel Girl would have been hysterical to do. I just I, I Troll it. If you're going to do it, troll it. I just don't like this uh, the, the character of Squirrel Girl. And I, I can't even count how many conversations I've had with Roger Wayne about this. Or Joe uh, Moore. Anybody. I, I, everybody I know defends Squirrel Girl. Remember the time she beat Thanos? And Galactus? She's so good. She's not, though. She's not. <laughs> She's not. This is not a character who is capable of taking on the Planet Eater all alone. Sorry. She did it. No, she didn't. It's it's in the books. Nope, it's not. Everyone keeps saying that. I don't you're know why a, everyone keeps saying that. You just deny it? Yes. It's, I'm not that I'm denying it. doesn't exist? No, that... The reality is, yes, that comic exists. Okay. But it's not Squirrel Girl alone, first of all. And a couple of those things happened in her imagination. That all the heroes loved her and were holding her up. Squirrel Girl, yay! Thanks for saving the world! That's not real. Perception is reality? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Not when you're going to tell me that a girl with the powers of a squirrel can take on the mighty planet eater Galactus oh my God. all on her own. But a boy with the powers of a spider can fuck everything up? Yeah. No! No! That's not sexist. Part of his power is super strength. Squirrel doesn't have no super strength. Hey, squirrels are tough. No, they're you not. Know how much stuff they can put in their cheeks. Yes, I do. But do you also know that when you're hunting in the woods, and and there are probably people who have experienced this out there, uh, squirrels are so jittery that it is possible for them to hear a gunshot and have a heart attack and die. Yeah. Okay. So this is not an animal. It's also <laughs> who it's, we should be emulating. It's in also a superhero. possible to fucking kick a spider and it dies. I understand. So, so that what if we throw our boots at Spider-Man? Super strength is the one thing that separates the two characters, right? Fair enough. Spider-Man's super strength is enough to take on Captain America, for God's sakes. Well, and there are there are only a handful of people in the Marvel universe who could make that claim. Technically, strength-wise, he's supposed to be on point with Thor. Even no, they said that's I, I've read it, and they said he pulls punches anytime he throws punches. You're right, he does because most of the time he's punching normal people, and he would literally punch their head off if he used his full strength. Captain Venom. America does it too. <laughs> I'm just saying, the reality is super strength is what separates these characters. Fair enough. Squirrel doesn't have no super strength. She's a squirrel. I'm just being argumentative for the sake of doing it because I think it's I know, funny. I'm done. I'm done talking about squirrel girl. No I don't more talk about squirrel, squirrel girl anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have recently, though, and, I, and I'm going to do – we're going to do a review on this, uh, you know, coming up on the new show once Capuano gets back in town, our good friend Mike – is a bigger video game nerd than I am. Oh, yeah. By far. Kingdom Hearts. Uh, he might be the biggest video game nerd I know. Um, but yes, I just recently finished Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. And saw the epic, epic ending to the Dark Seeker saga. And you know what? The, the question I keep getting from most people is, was it worth waiting 13 years to see that ending? Yeah. It absolutely was. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because not only, uh, there was many times as I was playing through the game where I thought, how the hell is this all going to come together by the end of this game? Doesn't make any sense. There's too many plot threads. But guess what? It all comes together by the end of the game. And I'm blown away by Tatsuya Nomura's ability to tell a story over 10, 12 games and make it all make sense in the final act. It took 13 years to make it happen, but it got done. And it was good. It's it's a worthwhile game. If you're if you're a fan of action RPGs or if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, you should be playing it. I've heard nothing but good about the game. And I've heard a few criticisms. Um, one of the biggest criticisms I've heard is... Everybody always hated the gummy ship, yeah. right? This little spaceship that you have to travel between planets in. Uh, and so along the way, we got less of that in some of the games because they listen to the fans. The reality is, though, in this game, 
it's one of the biggest aspects of the gameplay. Uh, it's almost a whole game in, unto itself, right? With upgrading and treasures to find and monsters to hunt down out in space. I mean, it's it's literally almost a whole game all by itself. Uh, your your craft starts at level one. Mine's at level 85 now. Oh. I don't know where it caps out. I would assume 99 because that's usually the cap in JRPG games. Yeah. Um, and Sora caps out at 99. I recently just got him to level 99 as well because I, I, I'm a nerd and I have no time. Uh, you know, I have plenty of time to video game, <laughs> which took some doing. Um, but I remember talking to Capuano and I asked him, what level were, were did you have the you know Sora at when you got to the end of the game? And he goes, oh, I think he was like 44 or something. I was like, hmm, I was at 80. <laughs> okay, hold on though. So, and I god voted my way through the end of that game. I'm I, not gonna lie to you. I came to your house one day and you're playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and you're like, that was another one that was super good. You're like, I I could be done with the game right now, but I just don't want to beat it yet. I want to find everything and explore it all. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought mean, that was great. So like, I usually I usually god mode my way through the final boss because I've taken way too much time in the open yeah, world. You, I was gonna say you get into the nitty gritty of it. I do. Um, it actually worked out really well for Kingdom Hearts, though, because my wife, Corey, is a huge fan of the story as well. Now, she's not as, you know, she hasn't played all the games. I think she's just played the main entries in the series. She might have played one of the one of the, one or two of the side games. Um, but the reality is she wanted to experience the game as well. So I was only going forward with the story of the game when she was home or in oh, the room. Okay, watching. Okay. Right. So, you know, 10, 11 o'clock rolls around. She goes to bed. Well, now I have nothing to do but go back to the world I was just at. Uh, A, find all the treasure chests. B, find all the Mickey emblems that you have to take pictures of. And grind. So going into every level, I was always at least 10 levels above the level cap. Way too OP to be doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Boss fights that I was talking to Capuano about that he said, oh, man, this, this tactic was terrible. I was like, I didn't even see that tactic. I killed that thing before it even used that move. You're like, dude, I punched him in the head and it, his body exploded. Like, I don't... Why are you such a bitch? Not to mention, I did all the space stuff, which is where you find the synthesis, a lot of the synthesis materials that allow you to upgrade your keyblades. Okay. So my keyblade was always way too powerful for the level I was at, or for the, so the, you're just the story on everything. I was going. I mean, it was still fun. Spa- just spanking everything. The final boss was... I mean, I think I took him down in like four minutes. Which I think I heard Capuano say like it was a 10 minute fight for him because he has this tactic that he does where he he takes away Sora's light. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds weird, but what it does is it turns Sora into a heartless for a minute. Yeah. And he goes into rage mode. Well, during that moment, you cannot deal any damage to the boss at all, but you still have to hit him a number of times before you get your light back and gotcha. start damaging him again. He did that to me once during the boss fight. I think Capuano said he, he hit him with it like six, seven times. Oh, wow. So, like, you take a boss fight that, for me, took four minutes. But if you're if you're actually the level that you're supposed to be at, I mean, it's a hard fight. And it drags out. So, I, I just kind of flew through the end of the game. That's so funny. So, I, I am all about capping in a game. Like, I just want to get to the in-game content. But I also play games that cater to the in-game. Sure. Uh, and... <laughs> I will be going through, like, I'll play through the story mode because you have to do something in there to get to the end game, <laughs> and I'll do it at a, a level or two below where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, you and, just breakneck speed moving through yeah, the story. Yeah, it sucks ass sometimes. It's hard, yeah. So, like, hearing you do that, I'm like, man, I, I could have been so much smarter about how I played this, but then I think about it, and I'm like, mm, his time investment in that game at that point is so much greater than what I would have been willing to put into it. I mean, it's true, but really, all it took was an extra, I mean... You finish the world, the story is done. An extra 40 hours? Who cares? No, you go back to that world and all it took was maybe an extra an hour or so to get 
five, six levels, which puts you that many levels above where the level cap is for Fair the enough. next thing, right? That tells you, look, the recommended level for this is 30. Well, when you're at 35, yeah, you're more powerful. You're not that much more powerful, and it didn't take that long to get there. But when you've done this on all the other levels, and you're at level 70 doing that level 35 stuff, you're cakewalking that shit. I mean, the recommended, the recommended level to be at for the finale world, I think, was like 46. Okay, well, so I was at 80. Uh, I was obviously the world know, bent around almost me almost double the level cap uh that's like, the level recommendation that's, that's like being a level 10 in D&D and doing like a level 1 adventure it's true um but the reality is the ending is challenging even still right yeah. even at the level I'm at the ending was still challenging i mean shit there was moments in that game where I didn't even I couldn't even believe they were about to make me fight the characters I was about to fight, right? So one of the the main bad guy for the first game was Ansem. The main bad guy for the second game was Xemnas. Okay, well those characters are back. I mean shit, that's not a spoiler. We've seen them in previews all the yeah. way leading up to the game. They're back. Um and there's literally a fight they set up where you're you're talking to Ansem and Xemnas and a younger version of the bad guy who's been traveling through time. Uh three of the most powerful characters among his organization. And all of a sudden, the camera starts to pan around, like, you're about to get into a boss fight with all three of them. I was like, is this, is this happening right now? No. I, I got to no. fight all three of these guys? Like, are you kidding me? One of them was terrible at the final, as the final boss for the first game. Yeah. What about, I got to fight all of them? No! <laughs> and it's balanced, right? It's not, you know, there's a lot of, like, when you start attacking one singular person, the other guys focus on your companion characters a little more. So, like, it has a balance, but it's still a challenge, right, to okay. deal with all of these pieces on the board at once. Hell yeah. Um, I, I will say though, it's beautiful. Like it, it, the story comes together in a very beautiful way. It brought me to tears, uh, at a oh, few moments awesome. at the end. Um, yeah, it's just a really good game and I'm going to replay it and again and again, I'm sure. Cause I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> um, on a more terrifying, probably, you know, wider net to cast resident evil two, uh, is about to drop its first free DLC yep. on Friday. Um, which they are dropping over the next three months. They are dropping three separate DLC story packs that deal with three separate survivors. Okay. Um, the first one deals with uh, the owner of the Kendo gun shop, which is a location that you visit throughout the game. And it is implied that this man, his wife is, is already gone and his daughter has been bitten. And it is implied throughout the game story that he kills her <laughs> when she turns. Um so the first story is going to tell the tale of that guy. Oh, wow. It should be interesting to watch and, and play through. Uh, the big thing, though, to take away is Capcom is giving away DLC. No, that's amazing. I don't understand why other companies can't do that. Um, well, Capcom's one of the – they're big. They are. And they've, they've been, a, they've been a, a slave to the DLC process before. No, I guess no that's doubt. fair, yeah. The reality, though, is I think as we've started to move forward, what we, what we are realizing is – you know, there used to be a time when you paid your $60 you got your and you got everything. Game. Yeah. You didn't have to spend 40 more dollars to get the ending. There are literally games that make you pay to see the true ending of the game. No, that's obscene. That's ridiculous, right? I agree. You should you should be able to pay your money and get your product. Well, that so that's one and of the, if they're going to add, well just add. Yeah. Don't I agree. pay more money. I agree. Well, that's one of the things that Overwatch does well. Um Overwatch competitive PVP game. That that's my cup of tea, not yours. No, yeah, I don't Overwatch. But uh, what's cool about it, they add new characters. I don't have to pay to get new characters. See, that's good. They add them to the game. That's just part of it. Yep. That's how it should be. If you're going to add content to a game, if it's not finished when you put it out, 
That's your fault, yeah. not mine. Exactly. I see, and that's the reality, right? If 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 what what you're sh- what you're telling me is you're shipping an unfinished product, well, guess what? I'll wait the extra six months it takes you to finish it. Yep. Just finish it. Finish it. Don't no. release me an unfinished thing. It's why I hate things like PUBG, which was released literally as an unfinished product. Well, that's how Fortnite is too. That fans have played, and eventually. The creators have listened and made the changes and, quote unquote, finished the game. But what? You're releasing an unfinished product to the masses. How are you justifying me pay for that? Fortnite beta. I mean, that's what it was, but they didn't make it. A beta is not the same thing, right? A beta. I think the game is still in beta, isn't it? But see, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's terrible. Oh, I agree. This is one of the the biggest games in the world. It is the biggest game. And it's still not finished? Come on, guys. Come on. Where did we lose this? Where along the way did we stop caring about selling a finished product? Well, you, okay, one, I have to give it to them. You put a free game out and it fucking smashed everybody. And you're like, you know what? You can just pay for skins. And for some reason, every fucking person on the planet is willing to do that. What the fuck? I get it. I don't understand it either. It it boggles my mind. My kids, my kids ask me to buy it. Dad, will you buy me the skin? No. No. I mean, does it enhance your gameplay experience Fuck that no, much? no, it doesn't. Right? Exactly. It does nothing. It what makes is your character this? look different. What is this that you're making me pay for? Because, you know, if it's, you're paying, if I'm paying you for upgraded weapons or uh, extra I, levels. I, I told him that. That's one thing. I told him that. I'm but like, you're just paying for something to make your character look different? Yeah. Nothing about the game changes? Oh, just the fact that your character looks different? When you start? No, that's man, ridiculous. you're high. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, no, and that's what I told him. I'm like, dude, I'm like, if I was paying for you to get content or something like that. I would do it. Absolutely. Yeah, truth There's... be told, I'm arguing, but I am a guy who buys season passes, right? Because guess what? If I like your game, I want to play everything your game has to offer. And because I am that way, you're taking advantage of me. <laughs> and, it's, and it's their fault, not yours. It is their fault. Oh, they are, God. The, the, the idea of what this is started with microtransactions in free cell phone games. Mm-hmm. And it has splintered into the video game world. No, it's it's a cancer. That's what I'm saying. It's... It, it, Yes, this is their fault, not but, ours. But this is the no, this is ours because we did it. It doesn't matter. The point is I like Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. Right? And they were going to release add-on content within the game's story that added new villains, new story arcs, new missions to do. Well, guess what? I shouldn't have had to pay you an extra $40 to get those. I will because I love your game and I want to continue to play your game. But I'm just not, I'm not going to, I just don't understand the, you know, I just don't understand the practice of selling us unfinished products. Fucking Mike Brodeur's here. Mike Brodeur has just walked in. Hello, Mike Brodeur. What's going on? What is this? ETG for a second. What's that? What are we, you know what? We're not, we're, I'm not entertaining any geeks. You're doing it right now. I refuse. We're discussing, you know, video game companies scamming us by selling us unfinished products and making us pay them extra money to get the finished product. You mean like Fantasy Flight board games? Yes, exactly. where Where they deliberately take, I'm sorry, I should not disparage Fantasy Flight. But it seems like that they do a finished product, they carve 25% out of that product, and then say, hey, we've got our first Absolutely. expansion. Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. no, video games are shameful for, for I that. I agree. Well, and that's so we were talking about Fortnite in particular, and then how everybody's done it based off of the mobile model. Right, the of, microtransaction. Yeah, microtransaction. From mobile cell phone games that were free, but that you could pay a little money, 49 cents here, 20 cents there, to get your shit done faster in the game. 
Okay, that's that's fine, right? It's scam and it's taking advantage of people that are idiots, but whatever, it's fine. But now you've infected the video game world. There was a time when I spent $60 on that game. And it was done. And I got all you yeah. you were going to give me. Everything was in there in the package. So so is there, I mean, is there, have you defined the distinction between what is a correction and what is an expansion? So any, any content that you have to purchase after initially buying the game is technically scammy content. So, okay, so for example, I, I don't play a lot of video games, but sure. I love Witcher 3. And I've played through Witcher 3 more than once. Now, the first time I played through Witcher 3, the two, you know, Heart, 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 of, or Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine, those two DLCs did not exist, but I had a many, many hours complete play experience and didn't feel ripped off when I bought both of those DLCs and then played through them. Sure. So uh, our initial argument for this was as follows. If the game was not finished, you should have finished it before putting out or you should have finished it before making everybody right, pay you for know, that the, content. The reality is I'll wait an extra six months. Yep. You got a bunch of shit you want to add to the game. And, it's not and, done. And it's not done. So take some time and finish it. But all right. So then if if I can if I can be the advocate for the video game company, why would I do that? you're already buying my game and you're buying the additional content. Why would I possibly hold off well, and that's, on, on why? Why that's, would I do that's, that? And that's what like, we're talking about. Like we're I trying to understand where the blame fault. comes from. It is right? our fault as consumers. Right, because because we are because we are petulant and impatient children yep. and we must have what we want immediately this second and they take advantage of that. Well, so if, really, we, the consumer, are at fault. So like a game like Destiny, which is one that I've loved, um, they've put out all kinds of updates. They have an update schedule. At this time, this yeah. DLC is going to come out. Yeah. Okay, so we're so fucking stupid that we know that you have an update schedule for three months away when we buy this brand new game. It's true. And then another one three months after that, but we still buy it. Like, but we're but but what we what initially sparked this conversation is Resident Evil Two Remake just came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic zombie survival horror game. It really recaptures what made those games so scary and fun in the first place. And they have three months of extra story packs that they're releasing. Well, guess what? They're releasing them for free. Because you already bought the game. Because you've already made them more than their money back on the cost of making this game, that's making this an, product. That's not an American company, is it? No. Capcom is not. I mean, they have an office. They have offices here in America, sure. but it's not an American company. Right. Because no, it's a Japanese what, company. Right. Because what an American company would do would say, hey, you bought our game. And by the way, we've got this kick ass stuff coming down and right. it's 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 coming down the pipe and it's going to be this great cheap price for ten dollars, right. you know, nine ninety nine downloadable yeah. for your da 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 da. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, for the they're low price of yeah, ten dollars. They're, they're fools for not charging you for it because you not you two specifically, but the royal you would pay for that it's content. true they're leaving money on the or, table or it's they're mistake. or they're good for doing it i mean that company has more no. money than anything but see the, the problem comes in that's is not that what i'm an investor right <laughs> i'm i am looking at the bottom line and as an investor they are doing me a disservice by leaving money on the table I understand what you're saying. Or they just put this fucking but, game out that did a billion dollars. But okay, but it's not it's not 1.2 billion, and it could it be. could be. And 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 they've they've left money on the table. And as an investor, I'm disgruntled by that, and I'm going to sell my shares well, or 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 overthrow the people who are in charge so that this bullshit doesn't happen. That again. investor should can I cast on this show? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Right. That investor should suck dick because. Yeah. 
basically, okay, what you've proven to the people who follow your product and who invest in it, because the ultimate investor is the consumer. Right. Okay. It's true. And if you don't understand that as a consumer, you need to now. You're going to buy it anyway. But you the reality is to. when your content, you, but you when will. your content adds yeah. some new layer to the game. Sure narrative yeah. or some new layer to the game's multiplayer that's one thing right but the problem comes in when you have all these companies especially i'm going to use ea is an american company i'm going to use them as a perfect example because they have been caught up in court cases where people are suing them because the the, the quote-unquote loot box model where you pay for a thing that is essentially roulette right you get whatever pops up randomly based on the algorithm um is gambling yeah it's absolutely the same as gambling and People are losing their lives because of how stupid this model is, right? right? So that that is the problem I have, right? If what you're giving me doesn't add to the game, it's just I pay so I can be more beefy or have so, that better gun. So, so how is the loot box model different than the collectible card game model, different than the, the Pokemons it's and the not. Magic the Gathering? It's so absolutely then, so not. Then, so then why is this considered gambling, but the collectible card game industry is not considered gambling? I, it probably should be. Hmm. I mean, I, there, there have literally been court cases See, where... See, I'm not, I'm not going to call it gambling because I think that's kind of asinine. But uh, like as far as my initial statement goes, because I didn't finish this thought. So... If, if a consumer sees that a company is going to basically honor the people that are buying their game by releasing content and giving that to you for free for making the initial purchase, I think consumers are far more likely to purchase what's coming down the pipeline next. And then at that point, you might make another billion and a half dollars because of the great experience that people initially had. That is how branding has worked from the beginning. You give somebody something and you give them more than they expect, so you build brand recognition at that point. And if a lot of companies would kind of grab onto that, the thing that it works, it happens. Like, yeah, but see, these video games are just like pussy. Why would I give you for free <laughs> what I know you will pay for? I think, whatever. Why? Why, I, why I would I do that? I don't pay for it. So, you okay. do, but, I've, but, got, but I've got you, injustice too. This is a different, this is a conversation for the other show. You pay, Chris. I've got injustice too sitting over here. And there's, I can go pay five ninety nine for a character or whatever. I'm like, go fuck yourself. You thieves! I already bought your goddamn game. I'm not buying anymore. Right, but, but, but you're talking not, about The Witcher, right? Yeah, but it's not. But it's not theft because they tell you up front if you want this additional thing, it is additional money. You don't have to buy no, it. But no. if you want, do I have to buy new rims for my fucking 2008 Honda Civic? No. But if I want to look like a sweet pimp, I go out and buy rims. It's not necessary for the, the function of my vehicle, but it's a it's a it's a thing that I want. The difference is, but is what I have you a... got when you bought your Witcher downloadable content did you feel like your money was well spent Hell on something yeah. that you enjoyed Heart right of stone was so fucking amazing so let's look at it a different way if what you bought was just a different haircut for Geralt would but, you still feel like you spent your money wisely okay because <laughs> in, 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 in most games that's how it works we were yeah. just talking about Fortnite selling you a skin it's literally just something that makes your so, character look different so, it doesn't add anything okay. to the game so let me let me let me ask you guys this what Spec Ops Commandos from this company are coming into your home <laughs> and putting a gun to your head and making you buy this. None of them because they're scared okay. of my guns. Uh, okay. So my point is, is that no one is forcing you to do a damn thing. You're and right. I'm, and I'm not. You're right. So don't. Fuck your system. So don't, don't do it. 
I'm just, what I'm hoping is... But there's, oh, sorry, go ahead. What I'm hoping is companies like Capcom and some of the other companies that have started to release their DLC for free are starting to learn from the unhappiness in the gaming community about this scam that they're Boom. pulling off but, on us. But there is a distinction between optional and incomplete. It's true. If a game is not done, they will patch it. If it's if there's a problem, they will patch it and patch it for free. But see, they don't, they don't there always. There are some games that make you pay for the true ending of the game. Yeah, we'll give you an ending. But if you want to see that true ending, you got to pay. Oh, well, you're a scumbag. And right. I'll, and I'll never That's buy, what I'm talking I'll about. I'll never buy one it's of your games. It's getting game. out of control. I'll never buy one of your games again. <laughs> but so far, I have not as right. had that experience. But I'm not much of a video gamer. I mean, it's got to be something... They're very few and far between, yeah, are things that I will dedicate myself to. But I'll play, I mean, you've told me like, ah, you know, I this whole cowboy game, what's the cowboy Red game? Red Dead Redemption. I just not ring my bell and the controls suck sure. and I don't care for it. I'd just rather play Witcher 3 again. Yeah, I'm not a big Red Dead Redemption fan. I'd yeah. rather go sit down and play Legend of Zelda again. Yeah. Right? Like, that's well, the reality. Well, yeah. I, I was bragging to Jason about Overwatch, the game that you've caught me playing the last yeah. couple times you've come over. They they release new characters. You don't pay for them. You already paid for the game. You get your characters. All right. Here's a new character. Yeah. Here's I, a new skin. I have a question. How is that a sustainable business model? If I am paying people to produce content that I am giving away for free, that is how am I making money? Absolutely. Right. But the problem, the, 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 the only difference in what we're talking about is most of the time that content that is released after the fact was made while they were yeah, creating the it game. It was already done. It's not like we're, we're bringing a new team in to make new content. We made that content during the development process. We just, it sits like on a Fantasy server. Flight, are cutting out 25% right. and holding on to it so that we can sell it yeah, back it to you sits later. On a, on, it sits on a server. It's scheduled to release on this date at this time. Yeah. There's no human part of it right hmm. this is just content we've already created that we pulled out of the game so that we could make a little more money our social media manager made two tweets about this so that you would know it's coming out and that you can <laughs> buy it hmm. so yeah I, so it, don't don't buy it i don't i tell him suck my dick you don't but people do people yeah. do yeah yeah you guys are the problem stop that shit yeah and as an investor thank you that's what I want to know. As a man who has many shares of Capcom that I'll be selling because Capcom is fucking me. Um, I, I will, yeah. But Go in on. any case, uh, the reality is there are three new story packs coming for Resident Evil 2 that should add a little bit more elements to some of the people you meet through the game process. And some of those stories, like I said, I feel like they're more interesting stories than the main character stories. The first one that's popping up, I was talking to Chris about, we were talking about this earlier, is the gun shop owner. Um, the Kendo gun shop is the location you go to in the game. You meet him. Uh, his wife is dead, or she got bitten and he killed her. And his daughter kind of comes wandering out of the back room while you're talking to him. She's been bitten as well, and she's literally on the cusp of turning. Uh, he tells you to get the fuck out of his shop. He goes in that back room, and as you're walking out the door, you hear a gunshot. Wow. Okay, well, this is the guy that we're going to tell a story about for this first story DLC hmm. pack. And honestly, I'm very excited about that. Again, hmm. I'm more excited about that than the main characters of the story. Right. And Leon and Claire are interesting characters on their own and have an interesting arc through... Dealing with this zombie-infested mutant, you know, holocaust that's going on in Raccoon right. City, but some of the side characters are far more have far more depth, and I can't wait to see what they do. Um, but I, like I said, I just I hope that more companies. What is that? That's whiskey. And why is it on the rocks? Why because, did you? Why did you? Why did you ruin it? It's with nasty, ice? cheap whiskey. Oh, okay. 
and I care about you. Thanks. <laughs> I don't understand the rocks. So is Jason sticking around to, to wear pants? I don't know. He said he's got something to do tonight, so I, I don't do. know if he's going to be able to. I have to. Uh, I have to help my sister tonight. She's. She it's awful. Late. It's fucking quarter to eleven. You don't need to help your sister do. She, she doesn't have a car. Uh, otherwise, it's some weird incest, and that's fucked no, up. She doesn't have a car right now, yeah. so I'm giving her a ride. Is to it pick your up hot sister? I don't find my sisters hot, yeah. so you'll have you, to be you more could, specific. Listen, you're first of all, <laughs> oh my God. you have eyes, and you you I also have, have nine sisters. You, you have the <laughs> Jason's <laughs> hardly even attracted to women yeah. at this point. So <laughs> my, you grew up with nine sisters. And you're my, done. my my point is is that I can look at a man and and assess if that is an attractive man, even though I'm not a homosexual. Right, Chris. You can you Chris can look at man. your sisters and say that's the hot one. So she's ob- is she objectively hot? Sure. Yeah. Was this the one that worked at Medical West? Yes. Yeah, she's the hot one. Yeah. So the answer to that question is yes. It's see, we've just wasted three minutes of the <laughs> listener's time. You could have just said, "Yeah, it's the hot one," but no. We gave the, we gave the listeners three minutes of fucking glory, <laughs> making Mike tell somebody why their sister's hot. I'm so glad you showed up while we were still recording yeah, this episode. Like, I, I figured. I figured. I'm so that, glad. I figured that you would. Your sister's fucking banging, dude. I don't know what you want me to tell. Oh you. my god, Mike! You can't tell somebody that. I just did. It's it's his opinion. Yeah, it's, it's bearing did. on me. Here's here's the thing. You don't tell me what to do, Chris Parsons. You are fucking <laughs> sassy tonight. So here's the thing. You guys are gonna I, have an interesting time. Here, we are. Think, I I didn't take my antidepressants, so I'm very manic, and I didn't put on deodorant today. I forgot everything, and so I fucking stink. Do you want some deodorant? No, I, that's disgusting. I'm not using your deodorant. I'll shave some off. No, I, I'm not. No, I'm fine. I'm getting. I'm gonna go home after this. If I wanted deodorant, I wanted it at four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> You know what? Uh, All I tried to do is help. I tried to be a good friend, and I'm the asshole. Yep. No, yep. you're not the asshole. You're, you're an, asshole, an asshole, but that is unrelated to this conversation. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to wrap things up. So do me a favor. Go to entertainthegeeky.com. This is this is Rebirth. You're welcome. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social media there. If you have questions, comments, concerns, drop it drop it on the comment section on our Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter, wherever. You can email us at entertainthegeeky at gmail.com. Jason and I are on top of this shit. I love responding to people. Yeah. And if you want this mic guy to people. be on and be like, fuck Roger, get that mic guy on. You just send, in, <laughs> send your email. Send your email. Hashtag wow. Mike. Wow. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag Mike oh my God. Broder. Hashtag Hashtag Mike on the mic. Mike on, oh my yeah. God. Did Mike just take over my other show? Yeah, fuck you, Roger. I love <laughs> okay. you, Roger. Wow. But All I'm right. here, Roger. You're not here, Roger. Guys. I'm Pickle Rick. As always, <laughs> stay geeky. <laughs> so I saw, I saw a meme oh my God. With, with Pickle Rick, but he had the beard and hair of Pickles from Death Clock. And he was like, I'm Pickles Rick. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. This is fucked up. Yeah. Oh. That got magical. Yeah, right there at the end. Yeah. Otherwise, we were just being nerdy, boring people yeah. until Mike got here. I mean, we, I, I felt like we were having these fun conversations <laughs> about nerdy shit, and Mike shows up, and he drops his just dick on the table. It. Yeah, whips all it right out, slaps inch, it on the table. All inch and a half of this cocker yeah. on the table. Yeah. He's like, look at, this, look at this little thing. Oh. I'm going to show you guys the most fucked up thing I've ever I was about seen. to say, if you're about to whip your cock out, I'm going to go. <laughs> No, it's that my cock's not anything impressive to look at.